So, this is PhD Liz. My name is Liz. I'm Zyme. And today, we have a special treat for you. Our last few episodes have been about academia, which is very important. That's what we do. Mm-hmm. That's what we love Part to do. Part of our tagline. Yep. But most of what Zyme and I talk about when we're not thinking about our futures and being selfish. Um, okay. Oh, we think about pop culture and most recently I got this lovely message from Zine as she loves to do and she was sending me an article about Nicki Minaj and I I actually do like Nicki Minaj a lot and I read the article and I'm like and I say to her I say Zine this is like a normal your standard Nicki Minaj piece touching on all the same things that you see in every interview nothing new and then she says no you have to read the end and I read the end, and it was awesome. So this is a New York it was Times amazing. <laughs> if you hadn't already heard about this um, and hasn't been on your news feed or on your Twitter feed, um, as of, well, I guess the second week in October when we're recording this, it was co- um, basically Nicki Minaj told this journalist to leave mm-hmm. for New York Times magazine. No, she said, I don't want to talk to you anymore. Uh-huh. Actually, I don't want to talk to you anymore. And then she found her way out on the street. <laughs> mm-hmm. the it was great. Is. And so this comes to this, perhaps, so I feel like the last few episodes we've been mostly focusing on academic issues. And mm-hmm. I think in we also keep on talking about having a holistic understanding of who you are as a graduate student and as, as a human being. And so this is the reminder of we're not just highly intelligent <laughs> graduate students. This but, is true. Yes, but we... We like to take perhaps the critical thinking skills that we have and, and apply them to other things we find important, like Nicki Minaj. Yes. I think she's very important. So what I like about Nicki is that um, that she's not afraid to clap back, as I will mm-hmm. say. She's not afraid to stand up and say, hey, that's not right. That's not okay. You can't just say that. This is offensive to me. Mm-hmm. And it's just been, like, really, really um, entertaining. I'm not going to lie that it's not entertaining, mm-hmm. but also a little empowering to watch, particularly over the last few months. Mm-hmm. So with the VMAs chatter, it was it was pretty awesome for her to say. Um, maybe you want to give some background yeah. for those who are, people are less familiar. for. So the MTV Video Music Awards... So the awards announcements went out maybe July, because it's in September. It's in August. I don't remember. Mm. The VMA Awards nominations went out, and Nicki Minaj, her song Anaconda, was not on the list. And she talked about it. And she did that over Twitter. Said these are things you can easily find now online. But she said, she talked about how her video should have been in the top video video of the year nominations list. And she, I think she had actually a very fair point about that. It was it broke YouTube records. It was all over the internet. There were memes everywhere, t-shirts, lots of product placement. Everyone was talking about it. And it was a huge moment in pop culture for her to do what she was doing. Mm-hmm. And so... Video of the Year is definitely one of those awards that ascribe that very feeling, that very thing that her song did. That's mm-hmm. what makes a song go into that category. And certainly what the other songs or the other videos were in that category for. And then she started mentioning how like the reason why I'm not in there is because 
if I'm not, I don't have skinny women yes. in my videos. About certain certain body types. Being A rewarded. certain body type that's in the video, and, and bodies in general. Yes, and yes, bodies in general. And um, I guess that was one thing. I think that was pretty impactful. That was like, whoa! You just said that out loud because. I don't think this is the first time that ever has ever happened, but she's probably been one of the first people who've ever really said it. Mm -hmm. And the reason why I think about that is a, is a small sidetrack to the Nicki Minaj thing is thinking about Beyonce in 2013, 2014, when she dropped her, um, her album entitled Beyonce. And one thing that I noticed was that a lot of her, the, the Grammy Award nominations that she got they were in the pop and urban, they were in urban, mm -hmm. and they were in R&B, and she didn't really get any pop nominations or any, like, of the other categories. They were always in, like, the hip-hop, urban, uh -huh. and that reads, like, black in a way, and I thought that was really weird because she, you can't tell me that Beyonce did not rule 2014. Yeah. Uh, how many hashtags you see, hashtag I woke up like this? How yes. many memes that you see? How many t-shirts? How many times have people like saying I'm flawless and, and her song is on everywhere? And so I, she's such a huge part of pop culture, but you keep putting her when it comes to awards in the urban category, in mm -hmm. R&B. I, I just thought that was really weird. No yeah. one can argue that she's not pop, right? And, and that she's not a popular influence. Yeah, and so, I mean, I feel like this applies to so many other fields. Yeah. Like, that for any, for example, writers who are not white, then they like, oh, it's not just that you're a writer, you're an African-American mm -hmm. writer, an Asian-American writer. Um, it becomes, you become categorized and made more specific and it's sort of like you aren't seen to be able to represent in the same sort of universal way that the cast of Friends can. Even if you actually are. Again, yeah. no, you're at probably every frat party, sorority party. You're probably old swanky parties. You're just, you're all over the space. You are definitely defining pop culture right now. Mm -hmm. You're making feminists look cool and yet you are not. You're, you're getting an award in the urban category. And Beyonce's response, at least publicly, I don't know what her actual response was, was really to say nothing. Mm -hmm. And I, I mentioned that both to say that I think that to say the contrast, which is Nicki Minaj, that's happening to her. Um, again, she her song had this huge popular influence, and rather than saying nothing, she said something, and mm -hmm. she said it publicly, and she said it loudly, and I think for that alone, it was something that was really important to say. Yeah, I think finally. Yeah, what's I really enjoyed with Nicki Minaj is that. Not that she's a producer of pop culture, but she's also a critic of it at the same yeah. time. Yeah. Like, I think it shows her intelligence and how self-aware she is. Um, this and many other issues. Like, I think I first really fell in love with her when this one video uh, from, I think, a documentary in her went viral where oh, she was yeah. talking about, you know, about how when women are assertive versus how men are seen as assertive. Is it, is it called the Kool-Aid speech or it's called the... Pickle juice. The pickle juice yes, speech. She was talking it's about actually, like how being brought up under Wayne, you, you, like I think, assert yourself in a certain way, but when she as a woman does it, like you're seen as being a bitch, for example. Mm -hmm. And yeah. her example was like um, people were giving her pickle juice and she had to complain about it and then people thought like, you know, Nikki is difficult, whereas people like when Wayne would be like, oh, he's so boss. Yeah, um, yeah. And she's like, but if I didn't complain, then I'd still be drinking the pickle juice. Yeah. Pickle juice is delicious, but still. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just glad that, that she complained. And, of course, another part of this 
is when you do something publicly, you get wrath, right? You, yeah. you get a lot of comments. And so one of those comments was, um, I guess, Taylor Swift responded because she thought that Nikki was referring directly to her. Mm-hmm. And, and then I know Nikki actually wasn't. And, you know, they eventually made amends. So mm-hmm. that's not pres- so much what I wanted to talk about. But what I really thought was interesting is that there is, that things do get a little confusing. So there is someone's actual merit Right or someone is good, and then I think it's the intersectionality between um, awards and also the race and the, all of the other politics that play into it. Which is to say that um, it can also be true that Taylor Swift can be talented as well as there being a bias for people yeah. who have um, like European beauty standards which get more attention in media, mm-hmm. right? Like, the, those things can both be true. And how do people who are in that community who, or people who may be benefiting from a certain standard support people who are not, mm-hmm. right? Because I don't think Nicki Minaj was saying, like, people shouldn't be in that, in that um, best video award category. She was saying that her video should have been. Yeah, I think... Right, not that, like, I should have replaced someone else on that list. I think that's an also interesting question that goes to a lot of other cultural perceptions that it's funny how when other people ask for equality, the people who are already on top see that as a threat to them. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that that even goes more deeply into the the white feminism and I think what some of the clashes have been between feminists who don't see where the place of Mm -hmm. race has or ethnicity has anything to do with it right so people like I, I know feminists or who, t- the, who tend to be white who feel like I don't understand I love all women I don't understand why people are saying these things and then I hear people of color saying well we yes I, I agree with you but like my needs are not being met can you understand what my needs mm-hmm. are and how they may be different and how that's such a hard struggle to try to get someone to understand because they think they're so great and they don't they personally don't feel like they're hurting someone but it's a a systemic issue Mm -hmm. so it's interesting to see that playing out on on this like major field with these people as it is happening with Nikki and I'm really impressed with her for just even doing it because there's one thing to actually talk in public but you get a backlash too and you have to deal with that backlash and she's she's dealing with that yeah I think she's been rather fearless about it and it's also interesting that um again the critique that Nikki voiced on Twitter that that Taylor Swift saw as being an attack on her. It was another interesting like moments I think of like this clash between women of color feminism and like quote unquote white feminism. Yeah. That something that uh, a woman of color sees as being a structural issue is then seen as being a personal attack. Exactly. So many people thought, well, Nikki, like, come on, your video wasn't all of that. Like, people don't like Anaconda as a song. They or they just have their own feelings and they're like, no, she's just being having a personal vendetta and. And again, it's not about, it could very well be, like, also about that, but it wasn't only about that. And the point she was, she was making, they were valid points. Mm-hmm. They were valid. Um, people were thinking it was a personal issue. And even think about the response of Miley. So going back to, I think, like, the structural issues between, like, women of color, feminism, and white feminism, one thing that I thought about was... Um, Sometimes the communication becomes an issue. So um, 
some people think you should just be nice when you give out your criticism. You should be yeah. nice in your anger. So I, I so if you shoot me, I need to say, oh, I'm really hurt. Would someone care to take me to the hospital? Mm-hmm. And it's like you're not allowed to be angry, to be like mm-hmm. in pain and to express that pain. Um, and, I, and this goes on to the next, which when, when Miley Cyrus was giving comments about the Nicki Minaj, Taylor Swift thing, and when she said that Nicki Minaj wasn't very nice and she wasn't very thankful and that she made it a personal thing mm-hmm. and how she was in peace and love and happiness. And it was missing the mark completely because this isn't about being nice. At the end of the day, Nikki was upset about something, but she expressed her feelings and she expressed her facts and she, she did this and it doesn't have to be nice. Yeah. Right? Like you, 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 she had a point. You didn't have, she didn't have to be nice. And right now you're policing how she said something. And she sounds aggressive to you. That doesn't mean she actually was aggressive when she was saying it. Yeah, or the fact that there's this unreasonable burden placed on the, those who are victimized or mm-hmm. those who are injured to be, quote-unquote, the bigger people that ends up putting them to a much higher standard than those who injured them in the first place. Yeah, like so you're upset because she wasn't nice. You're upset because she didn't write an open letter that no one would read. Mm-hmm. You're upset that she used Twitter to call out someone rather than calling a direct someone directly from MTV to mm-hmm. express her personal grievance. Because if you really think about it, which one is going to get more respect? Which one actually starts the conversation? Mm-hmm. Then you're upset at how she did it. And it's just another way in which it's like, oh, but you're hurt, but you weren't nice to me. I'm not going to pick you up when you get shot. I'm not going to pick you up mm-hmm. when you get hurt. And it's really frustrating because, again, Miley Cyrus missed the mark. And... Um, and I think that perhaps... And she can afford to. She doesn't have to actually make the yeah. mark because she fits those and standards. And what sort of, like, I think is in the background of this, I think we're thinking very much of responses to Black Lives Matter. Yeah. That, exactly. of course, it's... For some people, it's like it doesn't even matter that people, men, women, children are being killed mm-hmm. at this... Black men, women, and children are being killed. And, of course, yeah, like, quote-unquote, all lives matter, but you can't deny that something is happening on a structural level, that a certain section of the population is being targeted, being, yeah. whether intentionally or not, by these all these other circumstances and institutions that are setting up all these people. And, that, and yet people are taking that anger, this very justified, righteous anger, as being a cause in and of itself to dismiss the overall issue. Right. I mean, even think about the Charleston massacre. Mm-hmm. And... Um... These people were asked to, these people were giving, saying they forgave the person automatically. Oh, yeah, the, the and relatives of, I think part of that's a religious experience. I know plenty of people yeah. who, when trouble like that happens, you just have to believe that God has a, um, a greater purpose in your life. But the other part is they're also trying not to be seen as villains. Mm-hmm. They're, because if they act in rage, they, they're going to confirm some stereotype or something. So you're yeah. trying to also prove to people that you have the, you know, you're the bigger person. Yeah. But also, and that's really frustrating. Why can't yeah. they just be, they, they need to be upset. They need to be angry. I know there's pr- plenty of um, literature that's come out about, or essays that have come out about this very topic. Yeah. And again, I mean, there's been so much work done on this, but like mm-hmm. the very disparity about how the Charleston shooter was being treated as opposed yeah, to like yeah. 12 year old Tamir Rice, like you probably saw today that giving the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. What, what I happened today? Um, that the two policemen who, shot Tamir Rice, who mm-hmm. did not have, that had, I think, just a BB gun or something like mm-hmm. that, uh, that they said it was justified. <sighs> and so this going over Twitter. Okay. Well, 
well, back to... That is no, really heavy, but like, it's okay. it goes back to Nicki Minaj. Like, I think it's really a relief to see that... I think that there's this way that we want to see entertainment figures as only doing entertainment. And I think that's why people get sort of mad when they go into the realm of politics. Mm -hmm. but, or when they don't go into the realm yeah, of politics. Or, or they don't. But I think that <laughs> Nicki Minaj does... Shows in a really interesting way again how she's both a producer of culture but also a, a critic of it and is very much aware that what she does is not in a vacuum. Like she herself is very influenced by like Black Lives Matter, and we can see I think that she takes up so many battles that have been done um, in other parts of of pop popular culture, but even like historically. Like I think that it reminds me of how Alice Alice Walker and a bunch of other um, Black feminists created womanism as mm -hmm. opposed to feminism because they recognize the way that feminism was always inherently seen as white, and so yeah. they needed to make a space for um, black women in particular. I mean, to be honest, I, I admire what she's doing because I, I think about myself, and I think about how being a pioneer of sorts, and what I mean by that is I have often been in spaces where I've either been the only woman mm -hmm. or I've been mm -hmm. the only black person. And sometimes both. And, oh. Or sometimes both, and there always comes this point where there's something happening and I feel or I am being excluded and I'm aware of it, but my response to it has been to pick my battles and to lay low. Yeah. And that comes at a cost and that cost yes. is usually yes. my, my peace of mind, my feeling mm -hmm. of self-worth and me just feeling more tenuous in the actual spaces that I'm trying to exist in. And so what I admire is that it appears that she's trying to not just take it and not and and actually say hey you said this there's a problem with how you said this i just want you to know there's a problem with this there's a problem with this you're treating me differently because i'm a woman you're you're doing this and and i admire that so much because even the times when i do try to to um make people aware it's it's like the education the 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 cost and the actual time it takes to educate someone is actually on my shoulders, yes. even though I'm not yes. the one doing it. And that's a lot of burden, and that's very heavy. Yeah. And usually I opt not to, in all honesty, because I'm so exhausted. I have so much else to deal with that I don't feel like educating people. And in my mind, I'll sometimes say, like, okay, you know, it's, it's okay. It doesn't matter. I'll just let that mm -hmm. go. They didn't mean that. I just let it go. I'm tired. And... Um, I've started to realize that that's not really an okay solution because what I'm actually doing is saying it's okay to treat me like that. In fact, that's how I want to be treated. Mm -hmm. and, 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 it's how, and how you defend yourself or how you stand up for yourself goes back to that feeling of self-worth. Like the, It is a full circle. Um, as another story, um, I thought about... I used to be very conscious of like how I wore my hair in lab mm -hmm. and also how I acted. I never wanted to act too black, whatever that meant, mm -hmm. because, again, I was in so spaces that were so not black, so not where I grew up, that I didn't know if they were going to accept me. But it, I mean, it, clearly it wore down on me really hard, and it, and it's also hard, equally hard to hear people talk about things and then say, oh, Liz, but you're not really black, mm -hmm. you know, and it's like, yes, I am, like... Those are that's my family you're talking about. That could easily be my family. Mm -hmm. I know people like that, and so I had to actually start relaxing around people. I had to start talking about my hair. Start saying, "Well, you know, these are braids. That's not my hair. I didn't cut my hair." Like actually explaining to people things about my life and telling them that's actually offensive. I had to start acting like myself because they were never going to understand what it was really like to be around a black person if I never actually started acting 
the way that I was. And that was a mm -hmm. huge risk, but I found that I felt at more ease. And, uh, and people, I don't know if they ever learned truly, but they learned what not to say around me for sure. Yeah. But that was something I had to learn like really late on in my life. I mean, in my life yeah. as of now. I totally agree. And, and I'm so happy yeah. to see someone doing that publicly. And I really, for this, I commend her. I totally completely agree. And thank you, Liz. Like, there's this weird way that we're, we're damned if we do and we're damned if we don't. Mm -hmm. But I definitely think that having also dealing with something myself recently, like, the extent to which do I do I confront something yeah. or do I try to conserve my energy? Yeah. It's, it's Of course, it's very important to be able to preserve myself and not exhaust myself and put myself in, in the position of being the one to educate but at the same time, what I'm afraid of, and I was talking to a friend of ours um, getting advice about this, that we also are, are worried that are we going to be setting up a pattern for ourselves of not addressing an issue? Mm -hmm. um, are we go if we don't stand up for something small, even if it's like small microaggression, yeah. what, when are we going to stand up for the big things? Because you'll start stretching and stretching, mm -hmm. and all of a sudden something huge is going to come up, and you're not, and you're like, oh, well, that wasn't that much. Yeah, well, it's like we also, yeah. have, in a way, we have to also see this perhaps as training to know how to respond for the big ones. And also training to not only respond, but I do think there is a way to respond in a healthy, progressive manner. Yeah. But if we never learn, then what's going to happen is we're going to explode. Mm -hmm. And then, then we're going to be seen as this other thing. So I see, I see some of the things that she does and actually other artists in their own ways. Like, you know, shout out to Rihanna mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, with her Bitch Better Have My Money video, mm -hmm. which was, I, I have to admit, when I first watched it, I just, it was intense. Yeah, we had, and the, I could, we had a whole intense conversation about it. I was uncomfortable with some things, and then there were other points I thought, I think I understand what she's trying to do, and I, I low-key really res mad respect this. I love this. This is, this is beautiful. Mm -hmm. um, but, I mean, maybe the other thing why I say low-key is because I'm also well aware that there are issues that other people may not like, and I still am sometimes not comfortable with being so hyper, like um, being hyper-polarized, because I, I guess deep down I do have this fear. I don't want to be on the end of a stick and all the people who may pay me are someone on this other end of the stick. I don't know. You know, like I don't, if I say I really like this one thing, okay. what's it going to mean for the other thing? So, I, I mean, that's something that I struggle with. I think that's something yeah. that everyone struggles with. And it's really, again, refreshing to see someone struggling with that or people struggling with that on the national stage. Mm -hmm. And uh, especially as black women, it makes me feel nice to see someone who looks like me and and not just Nikki because I know that she's a controversial figure because of what kind of feminism, what kind of woman that she's purporting. Mm -hmm. um, but, um, I mean, even Michelle Obama, that was one of the most powerful things. It wasn't having a black president that was really important to me so much as I thought, there's going to be a black woman in the House and in the White House, and that was mm -hmm. just so powerful. She's really something. She like, is. Super smart, and I love her wardrobe. Oh, my God. I know, and I'm glad that I get to love a wardrobe. <laughs> you know, it's, it's okay to do that and to see her. She set up a website. I mean, really? She didn't manage it herself, okay. but it was just someone who just actually collected all the images. It may still be up. I just haven't looked okay. at it in a long time. Mrs.O.org, Mrs. I think. Mm -hmm. But you could watch, you could actually see what she wore every day and get information about oh, wow. the actual clothing. Yeah, it was awesome. So and I also, really I like that. Like, uh, obviously, White House fashion 
usually people before Michelle would always talk about Jackie Onassis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, pillbox hats and stuff like that. And it's so refreshing to have to have Michelle and everything she represents. Yeah, I think she understands what clothing does to pe- for people. And she's very much aware of the politics of it. Like, which she knows which designers to wear when, what, where they're made, and so mm-hmm. forth. Mm-hmm. Um, she's definitely uh, responsible for helping support the work of a number of young Asian American designers. Uh, yeah. Because Jason Wu made the gown that she did for inauguration, and I think that he was maybe only just graduating from um, maybe Pratt or, or the Fashion Institute, mm-hmm. and that really let his career take off. That's awesome. That's awesome. But yeah, Nikki, uh, <laughs> sorry, to go back to the, so the New York Times Magazine article. Yes. What in particular Nikki took issue with is the, the fact that the journalist framed a question about like Drake, Meek Mill, and that whole feud, mm-hmm. and, and another feud as well, um, as being about her, and asked her if like um, she, she fed the off drama. the drama. Yeah. And Nikki's response was something like, why would a grown ass woman feed off of drama. Of drama and why are you trying to take these problems between men and make them about me yeah and i really i really appreciated that again pointing out the issue and saying you're pitting me against these people you are intentionally trying to make me an architect of this drama and i'm mm-hmm. not going to fall for it how dare you i deserve a fair interview are you going to talk about me or are you going to try to like like i guess are you going to try to design this line that you think everyone wants to hear about, that all these yeah. men are somehow yeah, like doing this over yeah, me. Yeah, you're trying to fit me into a certain narrative, but no, I don't want to play that game. I'm not going to be part of that story. You have to yeah. respect me. And I think that's amazing because I feel like it's so easy, perhaps for any sort of celebrity or anyone who's in the public eye that's dependent upon the goodwill of the public to just go with it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not, I mean, again, I'm not kidding. At the very beginning, I thought, uh, I mean, I'm not going to read this again, Zion. I know... You know, this is part of our email exchange that we always do. <laughs> and at the end, I, w- I just was so excited. And I was actually, I was pissed at the writer because she got really flowery. And mm-hmm. even, and she was just off point and it was still all about her and still not about Nikki. I, I personally think that Nikki Minaj just waiting for someone to actually write a good article about her, someone to actually ask her what's actually important, to ask good questions. And until someone asks her good questions, she's going to keep giving them bullshit answers. And we, I just don't think we've gotten a good I had article yet. Idea. What? Imagine if they got Roxanne Gay to interview <gasps> Nicki Minaj. Oh, my gosh. That would be amazing. Like, that would just be amazing. Roxanne Gay, please, we love you. First of all, if you actually ever listen to I this. Know, I know. I would die of happiness and then come back to life. <laughs> die, yeah, come back. Give me life. yeah it would be good I just I just I read these things and it's not just even about um Nicki Minaj but I I would argue there's a lot of journalism and I'm again I am talking as a reader not necessarily someone who has done this this type of writing but someone who reads these articles and kind of follows people like follows a lot of articles it does seem like they have this story and they have this idea of someone and they just want you to say something that fits in that Mm storyline and that's really frustrating because you're more than that Mm -hmm. so kudos I don't know if it feels weird to say kudos because why shouldn't she be able to dismiss someone if they're giving a bad interview yeah taking charge of her own narrative 
I wanted to say that I'm going to feel really foolish if I can't find the exact wording, but I think it was Toni Morrison who said something about the importance of writing your own stories or like mm-hmm. writing the stories. That you well, I, I know she, if you can find the direct quote, that's direct yeah. quote. That's great. But she said something about how she wanted to hear stories about herself or about uh-huh. people who look like her mm-hmm. and the advice she was given. So you have to write them or something yes. to that extent. Yeah, of course, being Toni Morrison, she said it far more eloquently. Far more eloquently. Oh, dear. I am really grateful for this moment in time where I feel like a lot of pop, and by pop, I'm being very broad, like I'm thinking about popular, not just the people who are in the pop genre, Mm -hmm. but there are a lot of artists, particularly women, who are kind of latching onto this, I, wait, being a woman doesn't mean I have to be like these things. Stop trying Mm -hmm. to categorize me as only this Mm -hmm. because I have other things to say and I can be in charge of my own industry. I can be in charge of my image. I can be in charge of my output. And I can be sexual. Mm -hmm. And I think that... Which I think is... Yeah, it does another discussion of why I actually like Nicki Minaj. And I know that's probably the most controversial part of her. Um, Yeah, we can try. What I think there's something really powerful thinking about um, Nicki Minaj's Anaconda mm-hmm. and a history that includes like Sarchi Bartman, um, the hot and hot Venus, okay. um, exhibited in the 19th century for her large buttocks and mm-hmm. like. But oh, is that the famous picture with the champagne? Oh no, that's oh, actually no? a different one. Like, that's okay, actually okay, much okay. more recent. Um, okay. I was thinking 19th century. Like she's um, she was a black woman who was exhibited publicly mm-hmm. um, because well. Basically, because of her, her buttocks and her, her genitalia, and so it sort of set up this a visual a, a, a tradition in visual culture of how black women's bodies were viewed. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like there's such an interesting lineage being done there of black women being sexualized. But then, if they try to be sexual at all on their own terms, that's mm-hmm. also been seen as being vilified in the same way. Yeah, that um, Sarchi, Sarchi Bartman was being held up as an object. But then, of course, we have people like Josephine Baker, who was mm-hmm. really smart about the way that she presented um, her sexuality and was able to do fantastic things um, for solidarity and was herself a, a really great activist. Yeah. I think that Nicki Minaj is um, part of this a, a proud lineage of black women who are showing ownership of their body against cultural narratives yeah, um, about their objectification. I agree, because I think there's a difference. It may be subtle, but there is a difference between being sexualized and being sexual Mm -hmm. and that position and how what you command over the music means a lot and so just thinking about rap music where peep the common issue with it may be like the misogyny and um some of the homophobia you think about some of the lyrics and what i really like about having women have a voice in hip-hop is even if like even if your problem with all the lyrics that they're really sexual or or like really explicit. I've never heard a woman rapper or a woman artist in general have lyrics that have her being raped, right? So, so or being disrespected in okay. any way. Whereas you listen to music by male artists and you'll hear something about like giving someone Molly doing something and then leaving her or doing mm-hmm. these other things. And I just think that there's power in being able to have your own music where you can mm-hmm. express your sexuality. But you know what? You didn't get raped. You go home at night. And if you wanted to, great. But if you didn't, that's also fine. It's just, if you look at the lyrics, no matter how 
how nasty or how dirty you may find her lyrics. They are also still not ones in which women are not being empowered in that situation yeah. that they're in. I think it, perhaps another topical thing to bring up is Amber Rose, of course. In the slut, shame, is, yeah, slut yeah. walk she had. Yes, which was absolutely fantastic. And also the video that I think she did for, was it Funny or Die or College Humor? I'm... I'm not sure. But anyway, it's called The Walk of No Shame. Yeah. Like, it's completely okay that she may have had sex for, for pleasure, consensual uh, consensual sexual relations. People were congratulating fine. her along her walk. And that's so fine. That's and great. that's a good thing. And she did um, headed slut walk, I think somewhere on, on the West Coast. Mm -hmm. um, and she had this great sign with, uh, that referred referenced this quote that Kanye had about... Oh, her mother had the sign. He's like, oh, fuck your 30 mother. showers. Yeah, because Kanye was like, oh, I need to take 30 showers before I date Kim after dating a woman like Amber. Yeah, which is sucks because it, you don't defend one woman's honor by denigrating another one. Yes. That actually defeats yeah. the whole purpose. Yes, any compliments for a woman that comes at the cost of another woman isn't a true compliment. It isn't, and if you think it is, then you need to give yourself a few more years and you won't be thinking that way anymore. Mm. It's it's not good. It's not good. It's easy to get in that type of mentality. I think it goes back to one of the things that Nicki Minaj criticized about the journalist who was interviewing her mm -hmm. is that that there's some people, some women who really want to make antagonism between other women. It's like why do some women build uh, pull other women down? Um, and that again, that sometimes we allow like there's sort of a divisiveness happening yeah. when <clears throat> without seeing a, a greater structural view of how the different players interact. Yeah. So I'm happy. I don't know what the recent changes. I know for a fact that she's always had this bent, again, from interviews I've read of her. The, mm -hmm. the Pickle G speech actually was, what, night 2010? Yeah, so she's that. had these, she's been like this, but there's been a more, it seems to be more vocal, or the, the let's say that the avenues she's choosing to talk about them have been more present mm -hmm. so we love you Nikki we do we do and we thank you for giving us something to talk about and also something to listen to and something to look at because your your videos are pretty yeah pretty and we amazing. feel empowered by you yeah we do you and the long line of other women who do work that you do and and um this battle with you. So with that, we're going to end our discussion on Nicki Minaj. We can definitely talk about her a lot longer and lots of other pop artists that we really like, but we felt like this was, again, we, we've been reading a lot and this is something we want to talk about. We hope you enjoyed the, the discussion. Well, thank you. And so we have, get to see another aspect of the PhD Divas. PhD Divas <laughs> on Divas. Props to be like a oh, subcategory. Yeah, I like that. I like that a lot. PhD Divas on Divas. I'm Zainal. This is Liz Lane. Thanks.